0: The oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. HP Lovecraft. Everyone fears something. Fear is built into us, and if you are really lucky, it will not consume you. There is a niggle at the back of your brain, reminding you not to hang your legs off the bed not to look behind you as you run up the stairs at night after turning off the light. When passing a mirror, you hope that it was only your reflection you could see. That inch of movement you think you've seen from the corner of your eye, that blood run cold feeling you get for no reason, that is fear. Welcome to a look into the unknown, where fear is always on the cards. Welcome to Paranormal Power.
1: happy sunday everyone or is it a happy sunday everybody's back to work tomorrow but uh i'm not <laughs> <laughs> well i mean depends what Sadly I work, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well for tonight uh we're going to entertain you guys and we're really going to give you guys a good show scottish hamster says good evening people good evening scottish evening. Hamster." heather <laughs> dow says has lads let's go <laughs> Yas, <laughs> Uh Matthew Matthewman's in the house. Evening, gents. Well, guys, we have a very special show for you. We have a special show every week for you guys, but this one is going to be special also because we have a group, a group on tonight that deal with the paranormal and um, the ghost hunters. Right? Uh, you might have seen in the in the newspapers recently that Liam Shand uh, was actually. I don't know where that actually was. Where was that? Up and it's in the top of Scotland, wasn't it? Yeah, up in the highlands. Um, yeah, yeah. Culloden, isn't it? Culloden <laughs> yes yes so ah, he was out uh investigating ghosts um and everybody that's joining us tonight's probably joined us the last couple of months where we've had a lot of different paranormal people on paranormal people that's class right and a lot of the <laughs> some people some have been <laughs> right some have been really really good <clears throat> and maybe one <laughs> just just one (laughs) (laughs) made us think hmm but he was entertaining right enough um so as we do every week we're going to take that walk on the wild side and get other people's experiences and learn a lot about other ghost hunting teams and what they do and how you can become involved with them so on the show first ladies and gentlemen liam Shand. liam welcome to the jabber jabber podcast
2: evening guys how you doing evening ah
1: really good um so yeah we had seen recently just i read it as a in the newspaper well, i've seen it as an article and no one buys a paper these days that <laughs> you had communicated with a dude that had fought in the battle of culloden um, and maybe just get you to tell your story there Um, to the audience to kind of create a bit of background on what it is you've been up to recently
2: yeah um i'm not that crazy um as maybe the article <laughs>
3: <laughs> tried
2: to portray um basically um we have done a few events now at, uh, a house called dern house in port soy which is links that go back to well before the 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 jacobite jacobite uprising in 1745 but there is a key story around the master of the house um and his servant being involved um at the Battle of Culloden and then escaping back to the house and then escaping from the Redcoats Um, on our first visit there we we were using a medium and he picked up on Bert Um, with a bit of research um we we came up um found the name Robert um and um that he was a servant um he had been with his master at Culloden and um helped him escape afterwards and um yeah um we then during an event um one of the things that we've we are doing we use is dowsing rods um and we let folk you when we do events we allow the, the folks basically are the ghost hunters for the evening the, the people that have come along and um we, activity wasn't too great and so we we handed the rods to um a, a younger female member of the, the guests who we started communicating with who we who basically found it was Bert and we actually spent over 15 minutes asking him questions and getting the rods to move in um, specific ways that every single time the rod moved in the way um, we'd, we'd expect it to move. So it was absolutely fascinating. Um, there is more to that story the other folks will tell you that are, did, are on time with me as well. Um, but yeah. So
1: you, you guys don't actually, so you don't see anything then? Is it just through technology that you're able to communicate?
2: we can see things I mean obviously clearly sometimes you do see things Um, but no I'm not spiritual I don't class myself as spiritual I'm the tech guy the skeptic um (laughs) I've been doing it for 12 years but I'm still very skeptical I I do believe now that the experiences I've had, there's something there Mm -hmm. um but yeah um as I said I don't um seek go around claiming to see dead people as such um I'm normally yeah using tech to try and capture something
1: Oh, nice. Um, we're going to bring in Zara, Lindsay, and Lynn. These guys are part of your team. Welcome to the show, guys.
4: Hi. yeah. Hello. Hey. Um, so, doing? it's the Brady Bunch. Guys- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: part of the Brady Bunch. Uh, so, you guys all together when you're doing these investigations, is it always as a team you guys go together? Yeah. Who's that for?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's it oh, for? Yeah.
1: i oh, sorry. <laughs> Let's,
5: let's go away um, We're not accustomed to having this
1: eeny, many meeny, people. Miny. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I
5: know. Eenie, meenie, minie. Zara. <laughs> uh,
6: well, hello. I've only... Hello. <laughs> I've only done one investigation um, so far. That was mm-hmm. back in November when I was actually a guest at Dern House. Right. Um, doing one of their things and, and seeing the post about joining and apply, but I've not been on an investigation yet with them. Um,
5: right okay part of the team right okay I asked the right one then <laughs> <laughs> start. Uh, we've got a few go. uh, comments
1: here from the from the audience uh, is it me or is the intro getting creepier intro gets creepier every time you listen to it there's something actually paranormal going on with that uh, Stephen thompson, <laughs> oh, says, thompson good says good evening chat <laughs> i can hear him <laughs> oh no, oh, no. <laughs> see it gets even creepier every time i speak um And Heather says, can we not talk about the other dude, lol? (laughs) Ah, that's the the previous medium that was on the show. So, Uh, this recent uh, outing or investigation, was it just the three of you guys then? Um, Liam, Lindsay, and Lynn? The Dernheis one was
7: an event, so Zara was I guess, as she says, and she's applied to join the team and we've taken her on. The interesting story about Zara Bert is that <laughs> there was, there, Liam and I were leading two separate groups around the house. So we didn't intermingle and Zara had the dows and rods and she was doing a lot of activity and um, answering questions and things and we asked is it Bert and the, the rods moved. So and Bert seemed to follow us around the house or my group around the house and interacted with Zara a lot that evening. And um, just towards the end, we were passing on the stairs and I I shouted down to Liam I said, have you had any interaction with Bert tonight? And he said, no, nothing. I said, we've had a lot, so that might explain it. And then afterwards, we were chatting, we realised that Zara had the same colour hair as the first time we had interaction with Bert. He interacted with a young girl who had the same colour of hair as well. So, that was an interesting twist <laughs> to that story mm-hmm. as well. So he's got a type then, is that <laughs> Yeah. Like <laughs> the red head. Yeah. <laughs> videos, um on our page, our Facebook page. And i, I was taking some photos and then I saw, all of a suddenly I saw a video on in this interaction, the first like, the first event. And um, there's a question Liam asks that does do you like young girls? And the roads just go crazy <laughs> at that point. So I think
1: You're gonna get it. another investigation started in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've got a duty here to after you, right? <laughs> go on so what what are these rods that you guys speak of then because i've never heard obviously of any of the tech i mean we should probably gear up soon at some point and do one of these ourselves eh? but can you explain what these these rods are that is it
2: yeah well i mean dowsing rods are just they've been used for centuries um for finding water um and, and various other things finding things you've lost in the house and there's a belief that they can find spirit or spirit can use them um to interact um and we found them to be very useful for that um the theory being that maybe actually our newer gadgets scare them um <laughs> so um but we find that the dowsing rods work very well not all the time um it depends who's who's holding them um as well i think there's some energy linked to it but it's it's really weird when you use them for the first time and they they start moving by themselves. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, as I said, they're, they're kind of a key piece of kit now. They've become, um, they, they used to be kind of a thing that, we, yeah, we had them more from the spiritual side of things. Our medium would use them, but we've found them, especially events and things like that, that they're they're a great piece of kit and um, they, they seem to work.
5: So does, uh, who among you, who? if any, uh, have got um, the, the gift, as you would say? Anybody? the gift or is it all purely investigative
6: (laughs) this this one this one i can see auras
1: right nice um
6: i thought i had something wrong with me when i was younger but it researched more into it and realized oh it's an aura that i'm seeing i'm not going crazy
5: (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i i'm kind of i'm quite familiar with the 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 aura thing i've 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 heard of it a good number of times on different um, shows and stuff like that. But uh, can you explain to, to me what what you see and how you interpret what you see?
6: Have you ever seen, the way I describe it to people, um, have you ever seen the Ready Brick advert? From,
5: uh, a long time years ago. ago. And it's
6: like <laughs> the glow around someone. It's, right. almost, it's almost like that, but it's like very faint. But I can see the colour. Um, It just depends. It's just like people have like a nice glow around them. Um, I used to see it all the time, but I can, like, um, control it now, like, tune it in and out um, and stuff like that because it was a nightmare before. You'd be, like, going through a group of people, and it's just, like, oh, my God. (laughs) Very distracting.
5: (laughs) How how did you learn to kind of hone it?
6: Um, Just kind of, like, pushing past that it's not there, if that makes sense. So, like, just kind of focusing on the person and not trying to look around them to, like, almost find the color just look at them right and then that's how i've kind of learned to kind of tune it out and switch it on and off again
5: and do you have do you have some way of interpreting what the the aura looks like and means it's different colors for different types of people and stuff like that
6: yeah so like a different color can mean a different thing for someone usually like i'm still kind of learning about it myself Mm -hmm. so i'll like probably a bad source is to use online but i'll kind of interpret it go online and i've got like a website that i like to use that kind of helps me with what the meanings are for colors right so mm-hmm. i'll do it that way um okay. but i'm still trying to learn more about it myself um
5: that's cool it's cool actually that you're still at the the early stages of it yeah um and you're not just kind of balls to the wall this is what i am and this is what
6: yeah.
5: I, am. Um, no, that's, I don't that's like
6: cool. to be cocky about it i just like to be like yeah i'm learning about it myself and
5: yeah our last guy claimed to be the closest thing on earth to god so that <laughs> this is a very different situation yeah yeah um yeah should watch that by the way if you haven't watched it yet yeah, it was, it yeah. was i'll have quite, to watch
0: that yeah. he's it's, quite a guy <laughs> i've still got ptsd for that thing <laughs> <laughs> I go to bed um, at nights just like if I find him, if I ever find him. <laughs> yeah. He uh,
5: he told us that um, when people are dying and they, they see the light, that mm-hmm. that it's light him. they see is actually him.
3: Oh, <laughs> really?
5: Yes. You should talk to this guy.
3: You should really talk to this guy. Go and we'll, watch we'll, it,
0: and then go and talk to him. It, is, it will change your persona of what an ego is. <laughs>
5: uh, I'm, I'm apparently on my 27th life and uh, kevin and kieran are both on their 28th um ah, so yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was very yes. it, it was it was entertaining like i will say that and it was really funny It was a he really was, funny the thing guy is, but... he
0: wasn't there was no sort of at any point did he ever seem to doubt what he thought like it was no. just sheer confidence the entire way which almost made it believable
1: Mm-hmm. and I, I, I had the night off almost. Almost. Like, literally I could almost. not
0: get one word in so I was
1: just no. like hey I'm just going to chill here and enjoy the show <laughs> 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 I was
5: like what the hell. <laughs> so, um, how often do you recruit to bring new members on? Do you do you wait for somebody to leave and then bring somebody else in to replace them, or um, who's who's is is Liam? Are you the leader of the group, or is somebody else yeah. in charge of that side of it?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I suppose I'm a leader. I'm a, kind of the co-founder of the group. And yeah, the, basically, what's happened in the group is we've had a core team of around six normally. um, that have worked for the last 12 years and as people leave they're they're kind of replaced um but what we've done recently is we've expanded the size of the team so we've actually got 10 folk now um Excellent. because we're traveling further afield um and doing a few more events so it it just gives us a few more heads and a few and opportunities for people because we're, we're constantly getting asked can we join you can we join you can we join you and it, it is very you know it's very difficult to Increase the size of the group too much, and um, we do a lot yeah. of private yeah. work as well. So you've got to be kind of careful with yeah. it as well, because um, a lot yeah. of that's extremely sensitive. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah, you've got course. a
0: pretty big sort of selection process and determining how you or who you want specifically and who seems that the right fit at the right time as well.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you're definitely looking for people that you, you know, are going to add something to the team, and that you know we ourselves can learn from um so Lindsay for instance who's joined us here Lindsay's had experience with other groups so she brings in that experience and, and ideas and, and whatnot that you know things that we haven't probably tried before um so you know that 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 side of it's really great and I said Zara as well you know the, the talents that she's got coming in and that she can see on she was brilliant when she was at the event sometimes you go to an event and you meet somebody and you go I kind of want you in my team kind of thing you know, <laughs> if the opportunity comes along. And actually, Alex, who's not here tonight, he's another one um, who came to one of the events in Turnhouse, and he is 100% sceptic. Um, he's done parapsychology at Edinburgh University. And as soon as I met him, I thought, I like you. I want you in my team. <laughs> and um, thankfully, everybody I wanted in my team applied. So <laughs> That's
0: awesome. awesome. We have Do a, we a question us? here. Sorry? because that's kind of how we started um Mm -hmm. i met kevin at work and within the space of about a week two weeks we started chatting away and he was like Mm -hmm. we're gonna do something together we have to kind of work as a group and then it just Mm -hmm. the paranormal part just kind of happened um again just after a conversation that was cool was the way this those things work
1: yeah it's just like three dudes that have really little experience in the paranormal life investigate doing our own invest, investigations through conversation sometimes mm. it works and sometimes at disney brian mccague says <laughs> have you ever been somewhere and had to leave because you were scared by what was going on
5: like nah look um, look at all those hardcore
1: no, faces
3: nah, nah. Was just like, nah. here's a question
1: <laughs> i got a question for you then right so with with these guys kind of mainly based in the conversations and stuff on technology i would assume that you've gone to a place right and then it's like you you're using your your e-gadgets and you've got it correct to the point the person in that area knows all right so it's right he was speaking to me davy and we davy's like it's me (laughs) <laughs> and then you're like well it's, it's saying it's we davy and then the guy's like yep it's we davy like so you can all confirm it where you didn't know anything previous to going in there and the people that were asking you to investigate it can confirm that in fact it was we davy that they used to know but you guys have <laughs> kind of found them on the other side is that something that, that that's happened often
7: I'm the history researcher of the group. I, I didn't get on this mm-hmm. particular investigation because I was uh, working at that time. And it was a few years ago. We were asked to go to the Clachnahary Inn in Inverness. So as part of my job, I do sort of research. Uh, we do use a medium. We don't let him know the history or names beforehand. It's just supplied to the team member that that's going there. Mm-hmm. So... As part of that, I gave them a list of the publicans that had held the licence over the years. Mm -hmm. And they they got one or two things on the K2 meter um, during the night. And then um, the investigator decided to read down the list of the Republican names. And Mm -hmm. the K2 started to go off in this one name. And um, so they came back to me and said, could I do some further research on that name? So I did go to Scotland's people and looked up and he did actually die in the end. so he's probably still in there. Um, there's been one or two like that, so the, the medium comes up with things I'll go and investigate and it's good to to get corroboration. Um, like the medium came up with the name Bert and so we find Robert and Sir and William mm-hmm. Dunbar and the, the Culloden connection. So yeah, we do like to back up things with facts. The medium comes up with different things. Sometimes mm. it's just a single name, but I kind uh, of... It's really difficult to find a single name from hundreds of years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, then it just becomes an interesting story, mm-hmm. But Sometimes mm-hmm. I can, it gets a double name, or I do get a single name hit, um, and then we can back it up with facts. So, yeah, it does happen.
1: Hmm. Well, see, I'm looking at, like, these EMF readers, because I've been quite tempted to get one just to freak the wife out right <laughs> and i look at them and it's just basically a green a green dot with a little green line and then it moves on to like lesser of a green then yeah. yellow, yellow orange and then orange. red so how do you get from that like any communication what, what's the process from using the if is that just about right here's where it's at and then you just start chatting in that direction
7: so with the, the K2, you have to watch because it can be affected with Wi-Fi or phone mm-hmm. signals or electrical items. Um, but if you're standing in the middle of a room, uh, nothing around you, and there's been no readings, and suddenly you get an unexplained burst on the K2, um,
2: mm-hmm.
7: that's an energy reading. So where's that energy coming from? You you'll mm-hmm. look around, you check everybody's mobiles are off and things like that. And you rule out everything. Then that you're left with not a normal explanation. You've left with a paranormal explanation. Mm. So then you can ask questions. If you've not got and if you've got names like this, the list I supplied at the Clachnarraye, in you can mm. ask names and say you've lit this lights up. And um, if this is your name, come and do it again. And you can and ask yes, wow, and no right. as well. So you, we we, could, we have had conversations with the key too.
5: One ah. one thing I'm really curious about is there's so many of these paranormal shows um, that have kind of come and gone over the, the years with investigation teams. Um, and some of them have been good, some of them have been bad. Um, one thing that always seems to come up, more in the American ones than anything else, is uh, demons. There's, there's demons here. There's a demonic presence. Um, in your experience, do you tend to just deal with uh, things that used to be people um liam i'll ask you
2: yeah um for anyone who kind of follows our live meets and that i've kind of already given my opinions on demons in the past i think it's a belief um it's down to um, belief um we've done numerous cases where we've been called in where we've told that's demonic um and it never turns out to be, um you know. Normally, there's there's some trauma that's happened to the person in the past, and that often is, is the cause of, you know, whatever's been going on. Um, and, and and not always paranormal, in right, any uh... case. No. um But I'm a firm believer in if you're bad in life, you're probably bad in death. If you're good in life, you're mm. you're good in death. And to be perfectly honest, I would say 99% of what we've come across has been pretty good we've had a couple where you know we work as Lynn says we work with a very good medium and um if he if he does turn around and say look i'm a bit concerned about this person we take that on board um Mm. but uh, no i've not come across any any demons in the 12 years i've done it
1: the closest thing to a demonic encounter I've had is going into the bathroom after J Mac.
3: <laughs> oh, thanks for that, man. Um, here comes the number
5: six bus to run me over again. He, 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 he always he throws me under the bus in some way in every single bloody show. Um, but anyway, that was that's over and done with for this one. Eh? Can we, can ah, we well, shift okay. on? <laughs> Typheron,
1: Joyax okay says, <laughs> "I know this is off topic, but sweet railway diorama in the back." Thank you. you. I think he's talking about you there. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go.
3: Yeah. Um, Craig,
1: Craig Matthewman has a wee question here. He says, "What is your favourite or most memorable encounter?" I'll actually go round all of you with this one. So, Liam, we can start with yourself.
2: Uh, well, that's really hard because there's been there's been there's been quite a few. I, I actually do think probably. Um, probably the probably the Bert one actually just from okay. for me to get um actual communication um what appears to be intelligent communication that's mm-hmm. something on the other side is actually answering your 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 questions and um even when you're trying to trick it it's still answering the question correctly um so it's it's not random you know what you're getting is his intelligence so i would say yeah probably Bert for me oh nice
1: and um, we'll go now to zara
2: i'm gonna have to say
6: bert as well when i had the oh, conversation wow. with him it's the first time i've ever had a conversation with a spirit and oh, it's nice. so memorable
1: <laughs> oh, wow. bert, class and lindsay
4: Uh, Mine was at a place called Duffus Castle over at Lossiemouth, we had been communicating on the K2 and we're getting quite a lot of um, communication with um, people that seem to be prisoners, there's a prison pit there um, Mm. in the part of the ruins that's still standing and we actually had our K2 up in a sort of a natural shelf in the wall of the castle Um, and it came out. You all of a sudden, just came flying out of that, and mm-hmm. you know, for me, there was no way that it could have just fallen off the, you know, because it was quite carefully placed on it. Um, mm-hmm. And then shortly after that happened, there was a couple come up with a dog, and they were wondering what we were doing. So uh, they came in, and I all of a sudden was just like, in five, four, three, two, one, your dog's gonna bark. And sure enough, mm-hmm. the dog barked at the <laughs> at this prison pit. So you know, that was that was a really uh, really good investigation for me.
5: Damn, oh, I like how people just insert themselves into other people's stuff. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> just for TREES MA coming down. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn, you knew
1: I was coming for you. What was your favourite experience?
7: Oh, I've got a few. Um, I've been with the group 10 years, um, and eight years in, I finally saw something in my own house.
1: Damn. So I don't, of all we, places.
7: I was, we've done a, some investigation, so I'm not sure, there's, there's odd things happening in my, my house, it's a, it's a very old house, um, I, it was 11 o'clock in the morning, broad daylight, coming out the bedroom, top of the stairs, down the bottom stairs, a shadow figure, you yeah. could see the head, shoulders, didn't have any definition, completely flat, matte, dark grey, Um, But head, shoulders, no definition, to the arms and no legs. It sort of petered out and Mm -hmm. just stood there and went, okay, that's happening. And (laughs) it went shooting by the lobby and it Mm -hmm. disappeared as it went. So and it's not happened again. And I was going to get the team down to to have a wee investigation, but then COVID happened. So that ruled that out. And then uh-huh. once COVID lifted, we were getting to meet outside with we about three households. So three of us got together and we were up to Barivan. We've done, it's an old, old church, um, completely derelict now. Um, it's from the 1400s, built around the same time as King Los Abbey and Brodie and Rake Castle, all the same architecture. Um, and we'd, we'd gone around the graveyard. <coughs> we'd, we'd actually gotten some floral smells we kept walking into. There's no flowers around it. Uh, We'd never had that before. Mm-hmm. And we decided to take a walk up to the woods just opposite. And we were just standing, me, the medium, and Ange, another member of our group, were just chatting. And all of a sudden in my ear, I went, Rarrr! and it was like the sun was set and it was getting a bit creepy. And, I went, and you can hear on the tape, I went, what the bloody hell was that? Mm-hmm. And the other two didn't, we were standing socially distanced. And mm-hmm. The other two didn't hear it. But it did get caught on the tape, and I swear it says Rachel when you hear it on the tape. Yeah. So are the two things that's, it's, uh, so I've heard something and seen something. You can hear them on the, the program's going, oh, in the ear. So now uh. I've actually heard it. It's only been the once, but I've heard something. Like, rrr, rrr. <laughs> oh.
1: Have any of you ever been to Greyfriars Kirkyard? Um, I have. Yeah, folk get smashed there all the time. Have you ever
5: seen or you heard that? <laughs> Ke- Kevin uses uh, very technical terminology, you'll have to forgive
2: him. Um... <laughs> back fast, isn't it? <laughs>
1: um, have you ever seen anything physically
2: happen to anyone? No. Mm. Yes. Oh, um, wow. Very early on, um, when we. Um, I think probably within our first year of investigating we were actually doing um a city center basement in Inverness and um one of the guys that was with us I think like, big lad he was he was uh, standing there a few of us were we were all standing about basically and I was doing the usual calling out session and asking if there's any spirit here can you touch one of us the next thing all I hear is a thud and he's on the floor um and he'd been pushed in the chest. Oh. Um and um yeah, it took me. It actually took me a while after that before I actually ever called out again and said, "Can you touch <laughs> anyone?" It was after that it was all. Can you touch me? Because i feel really really guilty about it. <laughs> like, oh, sorry,
5: sorry yeah. about that, Chief. <laughs> <I> imagine <laughs> you you're on you your own and somebody's walking by. So <laughs> like, can you
1: touch me, you touch me? Um,
5: what was what was his reaction to it? was this guy a skeptic or a believer or um i mean
2: he was a believer and um he um yeah he 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 was he was scared by it um it kind of took us all off guard none of us were expecting it and as i said he was a big guy six foot plus um you know and he it, he was pushed with force um mm-hmm now interestingly enough we took some readings against the kind of wall he was pushed against and it had a high electrical field um when we checked the wall again there was nothing so yeah who knows but yeah it was um that was that was an interesting one i've always <laughs> been made it's always in the back of my mind when i call out now you know that i don't want to you know i don't want to do that to anybody <laughs>
1: so when, so when you think about like so and this one kieran um you might be able to kind of shine a bit of light on this so am i right in thinking right so if you're in a field and there's no pillars there's no nothing electrical nearby no one's got their phone on them they've got an emf reader can can you still pick up electrical signals and can that be misconstrued as we davy like as what what's the like where can you exactly go no we can rule that out there's nothing here right because obviously it's energy and stuff like that so well the the Mm -hmm. thing is is that
0: well although the thing with electromagnetic fields is there's permanently electromagnetic fields firing around the earth all the time from pole Mm -hmm. to pole it's just how the general construct between Mm -hmm. um magnetism works the i think having done a bit of research into how they're designed the way that emf readers are designed is a is a picking up of, of spikes that go out with of the general baseline. And although there is a, a baseline that you see on all these shows, there's always a baseline that's lower than that. Um, there's always a the baseline within a house, and that could be wiring, and you know, you say they picked up by uh, Wi Fi and all these kind of things, but there's a baseline out with that, which is the Earth's natural magnetic field. Now, as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, they're not picked up by emf readers because they're designed to pick out a certain spectrum which is out with that Mm -hmm. which would mean if you are in that scenario if you're out in a field or you're out in a a completely abandoned derelict house with no wiring no nothing and you get a spike so to speak and if you've got Mm -hmm. no electromagnetic equipment on you because you can test it as well providing you put that emf reader around your camera you know whatever you're using and if it doesn't spike then you know that that bit of equipment's not giving off uh, mm-hmm. A spike in electromagnetic field. So I would imagine, in that sense, in that instance, you would kind of, kind of have to put it down to paranormal. There's no, if there's no other way that you can physically see, um, there's no other magnetic field that would influence it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> as as you can see, this is kind of why this uh, combination of us three guys really work. It's because yeah. JMac and I. will if you came on the show and told us that you've got. Indeed we, Davey, and Three Mary's in your room every night and you chat to them. J-Mac and I are like, oh, that's cool. Introduce us. Kieran kind of keeps us grounded. And that's why all the science questions we ask. So basically, I'm the geek is what he's trying to say. I'm the one that beats. Every team has its strength. Um, You had mentioned earlier that Lindsay actually has had a lot of experience with another group. Lindsay, can you kind of tell us some of your experiences that maybe even the the craziest stuff or kind of the stuff that got you interested in it?
4: Yeah, so I think, I think I've always kind of been a bit sensitive to paranormal things. I mean, my first experience um, that I can remember uh, was as a young child walking past a castle over in Dingwall. um, And I was going sledging with my dad and I'm sort of waving away and he said to me, who are you waving at? And I said, the people in the window and he mm-hmm. said there's nobody there who are you waving at and i was like and then i ex- i explained who i was waving at and um i explained the kind of clothes they were wearing and i used to dress up there was a thing called victorian day um mm-hmm. that was held out at just pepper, and i explained the clothes similar to what i would wear to that um mm-hmm. so that was kind of my first experience um and another thing which i'm not saying is a past life regression but could be connected to that was that from a young age I used to have a recurrent dream that I was hiding in my loft from soldiers Um, Mm. and you know from about four years old and I didn't know what a soldier was really or Mm. you know four year olds generally wouldn't know that Mm. Um, but yeah I've kind of done lots of stuff I think um, what got me interested in the paranormal was I went on an investigation uh, with a team uh, to an old coaching house down in Edinburgh and what I found was that every time uh, I was in a beginner's group and I walked in a room and I said oh we shouldn't be in here I thought why am I saying that and because obviously we were allowed by the hotel and it was because we were in a man's room so it was where the men smoked and played cards and things back in the day and (laughs) we were a group of women so I was like oh we shouldn't be here and I was like why (laughs) Lindsay shut up why are you coming out with us (laughs) so um sort of since that I decided to um join a spiritual church and now sit in a sort of mediumship circle i don't go about claiming i'm a medium but i mm-hmm. i am certainly sensitive to picking things up
0: oh wow right
1: so you so wow. you actually so like in your day-to-day life still you kind of see a lot of dead people
4: <laughs> uh, no so not not like not like what i saw that you know as a child because i think children are particularly susceptible children and animals they say um but you know i, I do sort of still experience certain things um sort of shadow people um mm-hmm. i had an experience in my bedroom a bit similar to lynn that there was someone at my door twice Probably. uh and I did shake my head earlier and say I haven't ex- experienced physical things. I thought that you were talking specifically about um, grey fires. But I have, and it's interesting, your intro made me laugh because I did get my foot pulled when it was out with the quilt. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was at my front door before I realised uh, that, you know, what am I doing? Um, so it was that kind of immediate fight or flight. So I don't put my feet out the covers anymore. Oh, um, <laughs>
5: So when I It must be murder when your feet are roasting. <laughs> when
1: I was growing up, my brother always told me if I left my feet out the covers, Freddy Krueger would drag me under the bed and kill
5: me. So I just never took a chance. Huh? Look, not, I never wrote it that way for no reason. Right?
1: There
3: was always a that.
5: Uh, you, you mentioned that um, within your group, you've got a, a, a medium. Um, you said a very good medium that you, you work with. How... how um, I mean, who 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 selected what medium was going to be in the group first of all, or was it a joint he, decision?
2: He actually started coming along. We 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 do open meets with the public where we just basically meet, have a coffee, and discuss the paranormal. So he actually came along to a couple of them, and I think I ended up doing. I was doing a ghost walk, and he he came along on the ghost walk, and he started interacting and and things like that. And I, he he won't be annoyed with me when i when, you know i i always describe well he's just another tool in the box kind of thing <laughs> because that's exactly, that's exactly what you know i mean Jim is for a paranormal team in, in my opinion it's it, it's yeah. just another mechanism um of of communicating so we we thought we'll give him a go and he yeah he is i mean he is absolutely brilliant there's a lot you've already said it yourself
3: mm-hmm.
2: there's a lot of um mediums out there who are people who claim to be mediums I don't actually think um know how to they may have a gift but I don't think they know how to control it uh, and and use it but our guy Mike um he's only one of uh, there's only about two or three mediums that I would ever recommend to somebody um and he's certainly certainly one of them I mean he's very honest we've gone to I remember turning up at one location he went oh for God's sake I lived next door as a kid you know so <laughs> he, 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 he he's he's very open and honest with us another location where you know again we don't tell him where we're going and um, we we turned up at a location where we knew there'd been there'd been a murder um mm. and again as soon as we turned up because I know this place um yeah. mm. but he actually found nothing and that's that night actually interesting that it was a high EMF Field in, in, in the flat that was causing the problem. It wasn't it wasn't paranormal at all.
5: <laughs> um, uh, where, where was it coming from? Do you remember?
2: There was actually wiring that was all round, it had just been um put in plastic trunking all round the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when we walked in with our meters, the meters just went uh, <laughs> crazy. Um yeah. it's the worst that I've ever seen. So um, so but, just
5: for, for anybody that doesn't understand it, um EMF. Yeah can physically affect people so what, what what you're saying there is that it was actually the the real, the real emf within yeah, the, room the room caused by the the wiring that was causing people to have um what they thought was paranormal experiences mm. yeah.
2: yeah 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 they were hallucinating yeah basically and that's one one of the one of the side effects also you get um the room's very heavy, feels very heavy. It's got a very heavy atmosphere. Even I I can't stay in a room like that for more than probably 20 minutes. I would have an absolutely cracking headache. Um, right. um, so, yeah, the, in, in that case, they got the wiring sorted and never had another, never had another issue.
5: We, we are always on the lookout for a medium that will convince us that mediumship is oh, real. We've, we've still not had it. Um. um as much as I'm a believer, like I, I love, um, I, I love to think that there is something. Once we go, I mean, it's it's the way I look at it, it. The way a lot of people look at it, I suppose, is that energy never dies; it just redistributes. So when you die, w- what happens to whatever was inside you? So that's always intrigued me. But mm-hmm. I've always found the idea of people that can talk to to the dead just up. Not always, actually. I used to like the idea, but the more I've seen and the more people that were caught basically being fraudulent with it, it just killed any belief I had in it. So I'm, I'm looking to get it back. So if he's that yeah. good, we'd love to speak to him at some oh, point. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so you he's know a bit
2: you shy, know. but well, you never know. I mean, no, I mean, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, um, you know, it is extremely difficult. And he, he would be the first to admit that, you know, he he can only tell us what is passed to him and sometimes mm. that's extremely random um you know the story i always tell is 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 the benny hill story <laughs> um so we were doing a, a private investigation on, on the west coast of scotland and um, we, we actually it was just myself and Michael medium and we, we pulled up at the house and as soon as he pulled up the house, he says, i'm getting the name ernie and <laughs> um we went in. we did the investigation we were basically going around the rooms and he went into this one room which was now the the client's um son's bedroom and he said you're not going to believe this but he says I'm getting Benny Hill wow. and I and I goes well I says mate you've lost it and the client stopped me she says no 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 she said this was my uncle's room Benny Hill was his favourite TV show, and I used to come in here and watch Benny Hill
5: with them. <laughs> well, one uh, the next place you should investigate is Sesame Street because that you, you found Bert and Ernie now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, just yeah. just quickly, actually, I just had a thought. Um, See, when you're talking about how EMFs can mess with people's heads and hallucinogenic uh, kind of results for that, that uh, yeah. just reminded me that's one of the. Most believed theories that happened at the Diatlov Pass um, incident with the the Russian um, hikers in 1950 oh 58 I think 58 59 something like that when they all kind of went mental and then they all died and nobody knows whatever happened. One of the reasons why they think it happened was uh, high levels of EMF readings in the area. Um, it still has never been confirmed, but that's one of the most believable um, mm. incidences of it. Just so theory, just a thought. Just a
1: thought. In theory, they uh, all got done enough ghosts. Well, if they're
5: imagining it, then I. Mm. What's the when you go on an investigation? Um I'll ask you, Lynn, um, when you're on an investigation, what's the your kind of ghost hunters suitcase full of gadgets? What what do you always have when you go on an investigation what, other what than
3: yeah. <laughs>
7: well, probably best to ask, Liam, we've got K2s, we've got uh, Dyson and Rhodes, um we've just recently got a FLIR, which is a, mm-hmm. a thermal camera,
4: yep.
3: and
7: I've just invested in a REM pod. So REM pods, mm-hmm. again, it, it gets set off by an electric magnetic field, but it creates its own field around the device, so it's when something breaks the field, it yep. goes off. So it's not affected by Wi-Fi and phones and things like that. So, And I've got a boo-bear. I've just invested in a boo-bear for, for kids to interact with as well. Um, we've got, we we always audio record the the entire session um, and that's when we pick up any any voices or interactions to questions that might not get picked. It's like building up layers of an investigation. It's just not... Mm. You just get one thing that says that's that's that person that you're interacting with. Like build K2 results to a question, um, and then mm. research, giving names, and maybe reactions to that names, um, and then mm. Dows and Roads and anything else can build up that level of evidence.
5: When when you guys are, are doing a private investigation, just say it's one that, that somebody's asked you to come out and have a look, um, once you've done the investigation, how much time do you spend kind of uh, What's what's the word? Uh, well, bringing all the evidence together, um, having a look at it, uh, trying to find the evidence. How long do you spend going through the tapes and the footage and um, all that kind of stuff before you actually <laughs> tell the client what's been what's been going on? <laughs> <And> all that.
7: <laughs> well, I you usually I start pre-investigation with the research, so it, it, you, it depends where it is. If it's in Bernice, I've got all the the uh, the city directories. I'll go through them for that gives you addresses and names um and dates and then I can do go to Scotland's people um look up those names to in um, the census records to give kind of corroboration and that might give me other people's names in that household as well um and then I'll go to the British newspaper archive and troll through pages, of articles um to, to just sift out evidence Pre-investigation, so that we're we're kind of forearmed to, to like trigger questions to see if, if there is anybody there that we've got names for that property or that place. Um, mm-hmm. The bigger the place, the easier it is. The newer the property, the more difficult it is. Um, and then Liam and and Ange uh, do a lot of the the post work. Ange spends hours. Um, going through the audio, because we we've we in two groups, there's two audios, and depending on how long the investigation, it all has to be listened to. And then yep. the clips mm-hmm. will get messaged around all of us to see if we are hearing what is picked up. Or oh, Sorry, my got...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought what? that was something else there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: we have a couple uh, comments here from the from the audience here, Heather Daufer says, Oh love doofus. Used to visit Duffus. when I taught
3: Doofus. Never <laughs> 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 think <that>, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin
5: I, sh- I swear to God, Kevin, I-, I was gonna let you away with colloding. <laughs> I'm not letting you <laughs> away with doofus.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so she loves do- Duffo, And, <laughs>
1: and the,
5: the next one, one says
0: Gordonstown, right? Just so you know. It's Gordonston. It's Gordon- Gordonstown. <laughs> Am I just here to fix everything?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: Gordonston. I wanted
0: him to get it wrong. <laughs> Aye, <okay.
1: laughs> I thought summer school at Gordonston, it was only five minutes away. Mental. Matthew <laughs> says.
3: <laughs>
1: Matthew. <laughs> Matthew says, do you have a favourite place to visit? go, go from here. everybody. Else. Ah, cool. yeah. run, run that one. Here we go. Yeah. We'll start
2: William. A Touchwood House in Inverness, um, yeah. without without question. So, if you watched um, Miriam Margolyes and Alan Cummings tour Scotland last year on Channel Four um it was featured um on that um it's an amazing building um owned by a practicing witch um who's a wonderful lady it's a guest house um and you can come and stay in it um but it is, um, full of activity um uh, yeah just, it's a magical magical place and it's on booking.com <laughs>
5: if it's on, it's it's on com, i'm going right, let's, go. let's get it booked let's go <laughs> and zara yours
6: um i've done a couple investigations down in well took part in them down in edinburgh vaults and that's always been my favorite place
1: Ah, We like the Mm vaults. I will tell you a story about that in a second after we go to
3: Lindsay.
4: (laughs) Um, So, I have a couple of pieces. I like Touchwood. I've only just been in it a couple of times recently. Um, I also love the Discovery Ship in Dundee. Yeah, yeah. very nice. And Leith Mm. Hall over in Aberdeenshire um, was also really interesting. That's kind of up there. It's really hard because every investigation is usually good for its own merits, you know? Um, sometimes you go out and get nothing, but that's just the nature of what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: yeah, ah,
1: nice. And over to Lynn and her pussy cat.
4: <laughs> why is that
1: funny?
5: Why, is it, wait a minute, why is that funny? I think, I think it was to do with the way you said it. Um, but.
3: There go. I, okay, go. All, all of a sudden.
5: This this turned uh, for a podcast into an OnlyFans page. I, go, 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 go I, I, okay, <laughs> uh,
7: yeah. Well, touch was nice. So, so I'll I'll go with something else. Um, we did. We were asked to lead an investigation uh, event at Brody Castle. Um, so I was leading a group round, and we we got to the kitchen. There's an interesting story that I find out about Brody Castle back in the 20s, 1920s. Um There was a butler who went missing and a couple of weeks later his body was found in and sands and a shotgun by his side and i just finished reading the, the newspaper clipping that i found and telling the story and you can hear it on was it video or audio we, we had at that time i can't remember but you can hear there's a groan just outside the kitchen. I'm standing in the kitchen with a group of people and there's just a groan as I finish that story. So it's quite chilling. Mm. I would really like to go back as just the group to do it. Yeah. Um, but funds are, for a non-profit group, funds are always there, an obstacle.
3: Yeah. Uh, that, that's actually
5: that. something i was going to ask next is um obviously you, you are a non-profit group and you you do a lot of your own investigations not not people necessarily asking you to come and do them it's stuff that you're going out and doing um i mean what's the i mean the, the process that you go through to get permission to do it um and the the costs involved in in doing that? Is there a kind of general range that you're willing to you know, stick within or will you pay anything to get to the right place
1: Everyone's still there. I just don't think they know who you're talking. <laughs> no, no.
2: I think Liam, Liam's talking. No, Liam started but,
1: talking, but I think he was uh, muted. Uh, is uh, no, oh, is, is he muted? Uh, yeah. There you go. Ah,
2: there go. Yeah. In general, um, up to now, we really haven't paid to go into places. We've been very lucky. Um, right. So we've, we've been invited to do some pretty amazing places. Lynn mentioned Brodie Castle, Culloden House, another one, um, Aberdeen Tollbooth um so yeah a lot of these really really big historic locations that we've been we've been lucky enough to to get into in the past but i think we're reaching a point where yeah we're gonna have to start looking at putting our, our hands in our pockets and, and starting to um pay to to get into some of the other locations i mean we have had quotes in the past one location wanted a thousand pound off us and nice. we're like we're profit for goodness sake you know we're broke we we because we <laughs> buy our own equipment. We you know we um you know basically we we just travel where we need to go. It's all, it all comes out of our own our own pocket. As a TAPS team, we we can't we we couldn't charge anyway for we doing private work. and We wouldn't charge. I don't think it's right to to be mm. perfectly. You're there to help people. So ah, we, we how really did how
5: that. did that uh, relationship happen um, between yourself and TAPS?
2: we um were at, we, we were actually approached by another group in Scotland to look at a case um who were a taps group at the time and at the time basically we hadn't even been going long enough to get i think we don't been going through two years as taps you need four years um mm-hmm. and you're supposed to apply to them but out of that they came back and said, "Look, would you like to be a taps team and that, oh, that's, that's basically quite. how it was amazing. Well, that's,
5: a mean, kinda, that's a major kind of. That's a big compliment to be asked. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely, we've got um, we've got more here from the, from the comments. John Cavanagh says, "Hope you're all doing good." Uh, yep. You too, are. John. Uh, Heather Dow says, "Imagine what it's like in a room with twenty-one <laughs> computers right next to each other." Oh, that will <laughs> be a lot of uh,
5: a lot of EMF.
1: <laughs> Just imagine, right, Heather.
5: <laughs> I think for a bit of context, for a bit of context. Uh, Heather's, Heather's a teacher so um, I think uh, I think she's officially telling us that she's been driven mad by EMF at this point <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Ty Ferron says I thought Pixar resolved that past mystery with their advanced frozen snow simulation I yeah, have no idea um, what he's
5: talking about
0: so uh, basically, basically it, was a, it, was an I- it was an idea to basically give them an, uh, to basically simulate a similar situation to kind of play out the scenario of what would happen the thing is is that although it was estimated to be resolved there's still a lot of if buts and maybes there's never really been a confirmed a hundred percent now i know that the the big one is uh it does shed a lot of light in it potentially but i'm still not a hundred percent convinced
1: yeah, so, ah, got another not one. Not saying you're wrong, man. Not
0: saying you're wrong. It's just <laughs> I'm not. I'm not convinced uh, yet.
1: And this one, John Kavanagh says, "Silly question. Weird thing happened to me at St. John's Hospital. I was told I was dreaming, but was fully awake. Was not on any medication. Spoke to this lady. No one else saw or heard her. Uh, I mean, that's entirely possible. I think was it yourself, uh, Lindsay? You said you'd, as a child you'd seen the Victorian people. I think." John's yeah. kind of had that same scenario, which is why when we talk about the paranormal, so many people have very similar scenarios happen to them. So it's it's not out with the realm of possibility that these things are actually legit. Um, Stephen Thompson asks, do you guys ever use all of us devices? <laughs> <Ovilus.
0: laughs> <Ovilus. laughs>
5: I think we should start reading the comments
0: I agree man, I agree
5: the, ov- the Ovilus, I've I've seen that used mainly in ghost uh, adventures and yes. to me it just looks like a nonsensical piece of shit equipment oh, um, nice. it, it, it comes, it, it somehow it uses the energy around the world to generate words now, ah. nobody can ever explain to you how it uses that energy and how it interprets <laughs> the words but it just fucking does, right <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't it, it's a random word generator like they'll, they'll be they'll, they could be in a, a an old train station and it'll come up with bus and they'll be like, Oh, there must have been a bus here. That, it's, <laughs> it, it's <a> shite. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't
1: work. It's crap. I mean well I think the question was actually for the group, J So have yeah. any of you sorry. You sorry, sorry. <laughs> <list> of, <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 I'm the same opinion. Yeah. It's just a word and it's
7: these apps that are used as well. And I just they're just more mm-hmm. random word generators.
5: Yeah. Uh, Told
1: you. I <laughs> <laughs> so just wanted to be sure. Um, we have another one here. Michaela Manzerkova says, what's the oldest ghost present you have come across?
5: Uh, let's go I with the, the usual round robin. <laughs> yeah. Is that with Liam?
2: Oh, this is, that's a hard one, actually. Um, myself, personally, probably... I keep coming back to bloody Bert Uh, (laughs) I know there's other members of the group who have come across much older um spirits I'll actually tell you one that actually happened to to Angela in the group um they were doing uh, a private investigation um in the Black Isle um and this person actually had a very very old graveyard at the bottom of their garden right nice. um, i think lynn was on this one actually um and basically um angela cape had this sense that there was somebody tall standing behind her um and um basically very felt very uncomfortable and the investigation was shut down for about 10 minutes everyone had a breather started again went back again and this time this tall man stood in front of her he was dressed basically in just you know cloth rags but very tall um and she just got an overwhelming sense of sorrow Mm. with him um roll on a couple of years to an open meet and we had um one of the what the people that came along was a, a graveyard archaeologist um we just happened to mention the site and she immediately said, "Oh, you've seen the tall man then <laughs> that's
5: great yeah. I love corroboration like that when the, when there's people that don't know each other that can tell the, the, the same story um not through previous hearsay uh, hearsay is a word that i've been I've been hearing a, a lot recently oh, um, Pure and simple. <laughs> Um, but the yeah, p- people that don't know each other that haven't been told about this thing and they both experience it. I love that stuff. <laughs>
3: <It's so> <laughs> <unnecessary>. <laughs> I, I was, That's uh, it was Kieran.
1: That was Kieran. Here's another question from Brian McCaig, the brother, the brother Mac it says, Have you, uh, have have any of you ever witnessed any poltergeist type activity? I believe Kev has. I'll, I'll start this actually. Yes, kind of. I mean, it was unnatural very much what happened was i was at my grand's, and a lot of you have heard this on the show already so i'll just kind of do the fast forward version of it was <laughs> sitting next to my grand, there was a candle sitting on one of those old tvs and it got punted and i know for a fact that it was known because i was staring right in that direction and it felt like it got scalped and it just kind of flew across the room and at that point i was like well there must be other stuff it was at that point where i was like even now after meeting some mediums and I've been like, this guy's talking shite and I'm like, oh, there's probably no any deed folk getting about it still. I still think back to that and I'm like, do you know, there is though, because I, cause I kind of take away from that. Has,
5: has any of you guys... I, I'm, I'm starting to think, sorry about that story. I've been thinking about that story. You have told it a, a couple of times I, now, but I'm starting mm-hmm. to think you, you smash your grand's candle and you're just sticking to this story and you have done <laughs> for the last 28 years. <laughs> so honestly, gran, it wasn't me.
1: But was, was, was there. She saw it as well, and she was like that. She was like, see, tell you. I love the
5: crazy eyes you gave us there, Kev. Right,
1: and I was like this. So she was telling me for ages, she was like, hey, when you're dead, you're no gone. And I'm like, cheers, Gran, I'll I'll go to bed now, right? And And that was after she put Critters 3 on, when I was, like, (laughs) 2. but um so no she she was with me she saw it so it really wasn't nothing like that what what about yourselves have you has any of you guys experienced like proper because and this is one thing i was going to say is actually when we're talking about the greyfriars so we know a guy that that runs the vaults so if you've been at the vaults you'll have you'll have met him James Kerstorfen, and he sees folk getting ragdolled about all the time and then and <laughs> then I'm not even joking. He says he saw something get picked up and thrown against the wall. The, guy, he sent me, right. I, And he's he's got uh, pictures of foot getting slashed. Like I've been scratched in, in the vaults,
6: vault. right?
1: Yeah. So was I. Aye.
5: So was I. I um, I think I think it was the vaults anyway. I've I've done both of the I've done Mary King's Close and the vaults, and I think it was the vaults where you end up coming out at a pub um mm-hmm. like once once you do the once you go through the vaults you come out at, at an old pub and i had a, a scratch on the, the back of my neck whether it was paranormal or not i don't know it i was quite shaken up about it at the time but i don't know looking back on it i just i don't know for sure memories memories are funny thing i
1: right, know um, who's making up mm-hmm. stories i eh? went hit me the wife and she's like ah, whose claw marks is that on you oh I've been to the vaults
6: <laughs>
5: who's out and who now eh <laughs> <laughs> and um, yourself, so, so how long ago was that Zara? Uh,
6: I think that was like back in 2018 I think right if I remember right
5: and what, what actually happened what would you remember from that event? Well
6: I remember the guy was on about a family the mum had been accused of being a witch um, yeah. but she didn't understand what anyone was saying because she was <laughs> from Edinburgh I was like, she's right. a witch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so she's been accused of being a witch anyway, and I remember kind of feeling not burning, but it was like, what's going on? And then mm-hmm. when we went back um, to my pals' flat. She was like, you've got scratches all round your neck, like identical. <laughs> claw marks like going right down my back and round my neck
3: yeah.
6: um, and she had like heaps of bruises up her legs as well it was really bizarre yeah. And she was like i don't know how they got there because they were like evenly spaced up our legs either side on both yeah. legs
0: mm. it was bizarre yeah, that's a bit bizarre
1: nice. we've seen quite a, quite a few of those pictures that we got sent over a big dropbox file and it was just like like slap marks on like, you know like when you were a kid and you used to slap your brother and be like tell, tell mom those kind of things <laughs> yeah. All if, over, if, you fancy, okay. if
0: you fancy seeing them, they're on the podcast. Just
1: just to plug it, go, yeah. go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Brian McCa says Jodo tell everybody about Murray and the memo when he was an old one. Oh, uh, this is a good one. This,
5: <laughs> I, I just watched the story about you, you're probably familiar with the the, the kid from Glasgow yeah. who had this memory of a past life in Barra. Mm. Um mm-hmm. and I just my son was three at the time and i just like I'm, I'm just gonna ask him and i said i said murray i said do you remember who you were before you were murray and he looked me dead in the eyes and went yep i was like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and i, and I, I said uh, i said who were you he said i was an old man i said you were an old man he said yep i said where did you live i lived in london okay did you live by yourself or did you live with somebody he said no i was by myself said what happened he said i got not well i was like what he's like i got not well and then i heard a meemaw noise and then i was here with you and mummy i was like ah you can look after yourself the rest of the day son <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i that was a a creepy yeah. a creepy experience so i've never brought it up again <laughs> in fact no that's a lie i did ask him again when he was maybe five and he couldn't remember um Mm. but i i thought that was a that was an interesting conversation um Mm. what's your thoughts on that actually the the whole past life thing remembering yeah
6: i had a client actually actually... tell me a story about her son um that they'd been at the park playing and he'd got like his shoes were wet and i think she said she was four and They got like he was like rushed to the car. He was like, "Mom, we need to go home. I don't want to get trench foot again." It was horrible, and she was kind of uh, like, "What? How do you know what <laughs> trench foot is? Like Ooh, you're four And I, that uh, I, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> but he's uh, never brought it up again.
1: Trench foot. Wow.
3: That's, that, oh, that's
5: that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's man. crazy, man. Trench foot with the, Kevin. That was said uh, with the. Oh, I know what, what trench foot. i used to, to, to get. I know <laughs> what trench foot is. Um, I've seen pictures of it. No. It's, it's unpleasant, to say the least. Um, <laughs> ah, there we go. So we were talking about poltergeist activity, weren't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. Matthew has another question. He says, do
1: any of you ever watch ghostly movies and sit there and go, no, that sort of shite? I think
3: all of us do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all do. I mean, come on. Uh, when, no, when I do that... I...
2: When I do a private investigation, one of the first things I do when I go into somebody's house is check their DVD collection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, up that's
5: such a yeah. do you know what, that's such a simple but clever thing to do. Yeah, you know what yes. I mean. Like if you go to the DVD collection and all I've got is is like the classics, they're not any horror films. Then that's mm-hmm. a good indicator that something yeah. might be actually happening. But if you go in. And I don't know, they've got Pennywise on their bedsheets. You're like,
1: okay, I think uh, <laughs> kinky men have some <laughs>
2: nutbags here. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah uh, absolutely. Ty Ferron has another question here. He says, this is a really good episode tonight. Great guests, well-researched, and great speakers. Really great chat. Lots to think about. Thanks, Ty Ferron. He's usually quite, mm-hmm. by the way, sometimes you got to hold him back. Sometimes he's like a wee dog. He gets going. Uh, the, <laughs> the other guy. The other guys, guy. You, Ferron, some good questions. Yeah, yeah, he was all over the other guy. I'm like, wait a yeah, minute, mate. Uh, but, but you guys, uh, uh, hey, if you're all right with Ferron, you're all right with us.
0: <laughs> uh, we still don't know who he is, we, we have no idea. No, never. He's just him. a guy, just or even if it's a guy, he's just somebody that just drops in and asks, you <laughs> and asks really good questions, really great questions. Well, yeah, he's very he? well, very well versed. <laughs> he knows what he's doing.
1: So, what, what is the uh, oh, no, huh? go.
0: Non-profit no, no,
1: no, function. no. You no, Kieran, yeah, you have the floor.
0: Oh, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I've got a see, so you're talking about these are uh, a non profit and you you do all these private investigations plus a lot of, you know, sort of semi approached ones as well. What would you say your purpose for all these investigations are? Like, do you go for research based? Do you go to put somebody's mind at ease? Do you go to answer your own questions? Like, what's your reasoning for it? Who's that for? <laughs> no, I think we'll just do the round robin. Yes, yeah, like there's no point asking them individually now. There's just there's too many people, and I suppose that's a group thing in general. Like that's the
2: whole,
0: you know, Highland paranormal why it was set up. Like what was the reasoning behind it? I suppose.
2: I suppose I better answer that one then. Yes. <laughs> I I think to start off with, um, it was to find out. It was selfishly to you know I wanted to know where did a ghost exist um was was there such things things as ghosts um but it pretty quickly developed into you know the the fact that we were helping people and that became very much almost like a primary role for us Mm -hmm. um but clearly the, the, the end goal is is getting the research and getting the evidence to prove that that ghosts exist Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's, it's, as cliche as it is you know we do help people sleep in their beds at night it's true you know Mm -hmm. Um, What,
5: what sparked what sparked the desire what sparked your your interest in the subject um was it an experience or was it just a general curiosity
2: for me it was general curiosity i'd watched um I'd watch most no haunted, believe it or not. As we all did. Right? He was on it. J Mac oh, was on was it. On
1: it. <laughs> you can find it on our YouTube channel. He's like, ah, Is there anybody there? And it's like, tap twice yeah. if there is somebody there. He's like,
3: Oh, there's somebody there. <laughs> Spoiler alert.
5: This was before I had been disillusioned.
2: <laughs> but then it was those um I uh, mean so to get tops after that was just for me was just oh absolutely Ghost Hunters was the main drive for me to actually start investigating because I was watching these guys who were actually taking it from a more, much more scientific approach they were using equipment yeah. um and that's what really hooked me I'd always been interested in history and folklore and and that of the Highlands and it kind of felt like the next step
1: mm-hmm. yeah Let's see we got awesome. another uh, comment here from and, and someone I've never seen before. Raspberries. Never trust anyone with Pennywise bedsheets.
3: <laughs> what so happens
0: if we get to learn that? Like, <laughs> never trust anyone with Pennywise bedsheets. What got you to that answer? You need <laughs> Ty- to tell us. Tyferon Ty- 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 says,
1: Ty- a guy hiding behind a YouTube profile to stay anonymous with a lot of research books and a few experiences of my own. And I love a paranormal chat. Uh, so that's this guy's is. seen some stuff. He's ah, seen some stuff. We still need to bring him on for a quick. Yes, to get on. on here, Tyferon. You can wear a mask, one of those anonymous masks. <laughs> uh, um, Heather mm. says, "Question to everyone: Even the PP guys? That's that's us." Oh, yeah.
5: oh, is <laughs> that we're our name now? We're the PP <laughs>
1: guys. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> the PP guys. Uh, I, I refuse to
5: be part of the PP gang.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is, I've been oh, back at school again. <laughs> Where is one place that you would love, to, uh, you all love to study, either close to home or anywhere in the world? Ah, so like your desired place to go.
0: Mm.
1: Oh no, <laughs> Matthew. <man.
5: laughs> um, uh, again, we'll do that the the round robin from uh, Liam. Yep. Ah, uh, he's quiet again. You went all... Sorry, <laughs> yeah, oh, you,
2: know you you you're not giving me time to think, guys. Um... <laughs> It, it's difficult to pick one location to be perfectly honest there's there's so many different locations that um you know all over the world basically that i'd love to go dracula's castle's one i'd love to do oh that yeah yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah i'll take dracula's castle
2: yeah dracula's castle, man. damn Was i'm
1: that...
6: trying to think i'm trying to think i've got too many as well there is it's one like a... castle um mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of but there's a spirit of a girl that died of a heartbreak that Lurks oh, oh,
1: that I would love to go to. Was that not uh did we not cover that? I Mind mean, the mad lassie that scares folk.
5: Oh, <laughs> was it, that narrows it right down, Kevin. <laughs> um, what was um, that again?
1: It's next to that bar that we tried to get set up to go in and no uh, no, no. That's, that
5: was the, the, the black lady lock of that was black wall. lady of what nah, like, she was she was sad as hell. Yeah, but, yeah, but... there's Nick no Castle there, man. <laughs> oh <probably>. yeah. That's <laughs> <I> a <was out. laughs> Um, my bad. so do you know do you know roughly where it is is, is it in scotland is it it's north the border. it's
6: or? the borders i can't the... It's for the life of me i can't remember right I'm trying i think of as many other places as well <laughs> but there's ah. so many
1: so <laughs> okay. many yeah. Um, yeah. lindsay
4: i don't know actually so that's my answer i don't know <laughs> <Just> see, <laughs> see how <laughs> it goes
0: that's a fair answer because there is yeah. so many
5: it's like yeah, when you're when yeah. you're doing a job interview and they ask you a question and you've just got no idea and you're, Always just, be there honest. Kind of like, you're just like <laughs> and then they say, Would you like to come back to that one? And you're just like, I've not got this job. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I absolutely I've
1: <laughs> all been there, eh? uh, what about yourself, Lynn?
7: Oh yeah, Back to America, I've invested get a few places over there. Uh, I think the Winchester house,
0: that would, I would have really loved a good one. Yeah. That would be
5: fantastic. And Just sit there and wait for all this to blow over. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I've already
7: been at Easter, so it is
4: blown over. <laughs>
1: uh, Heather Dow says, Dalhousie Castle? I said that right, Dallahousie? My
4: friend uh, actually works there, and me and her uh, are trying to get in to do an investigation. Maybe it might just be me, her and her friend but mm. if we can get in a bit more generally then I will be saying to the team. I haven't told them this yet because I was ah. only just speaking to my oh, well, friend. You know now, you know so now. you know now. <laughs> We've got so, a, panel, a, panel a, panel a
5: exclusive uh... here <laughs> people.
3: <laughs> Wait,
1: I'll get us a wee song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kev, what about you? Where would you go? Me? I'd go to... And as sad as it sounds, I watched this documentary. And ever since I watched it, I kind of, I kind of obsessed with the the why behind it. And then I started watching people go into the house where it happened, and they started saying that they, like these were ghost hunters, and they were like, "Oh, look, you can see stuff." So it's a place in uh, Colorado, and it's where the Watts murders happened. I don't know if you're familiar oh. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what gets me about that is it's that, that's probably like one of the worst I've ever kind of looked into a f- dad that killed his wife and ki- kids and the way he done it but that house when I look at that a picture of that house now it no longer represents what it once did mm-hmm. and it just looks dark and I think for some and I don't I, I imagine that if I hadn't known that would I still feel the same way about the house but when I look at the house it almost looks like a very dark place to be and because of that I would like to be in there and see what's what and even in one of the videos see if you watch the body cam footage of the cops going in Mm because it's all online and you listen you can hear Mm -hmm. a voice that's like that like someone's being choked right which she was and she's saying that she's with her her child not like you're hearing things Mm -hmm. being said that relate to throughout and you can even hear a kid in the background and then one of the cops go what did you hear that it was a kid uh must have just been something else you can hear kids sounding there so i thought there's a lot to that because mm-hmm. what happened okay. I think sometimes if something re- and this is something that I spoke to my friends about and kinda, I think I don't know what the theory is called, it probably is a theory but Stone houses theory. Uh, right, is that is that what you're thinking of? A house theory, that yeah, yeah so that, that maybe experiences something, for example two of my friends grew up in that same house all their life, they've moved out now, their parents have moved out so that house belongs to someone else maybe that house retains the sound of them going up and down the stairs yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. energy, kind of looking, th- all that kind of mad <clears throat> stuff. Yeah, maybe that when something so horrible happens that there's a specific kind of energy. Again, I'm just proper making this up. Might not even be a real thing, <laughs> right? But there might be something really bad about that type of energy that ingrains something so horrible in there, and that's why we feel that. Uh, yep. So that there's and in short, there's my answer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Do you where uh, you?
0: Where would you go?
5: I don't even know if it's possible anymore um, because it's getting developed now. But I'd I'd love to have a go at Bangour. Yeah.
0: Um,
5: Uh. Bangour. uh, I don't know if if you guys are familiar. uh, Bangour was a a a, a hospital village that was built. Um, I was actually born there, so I mean it only shut down in the nineties, I think. But it'd been around for a long time, and it's it's just a really eerie place to be, um, Mm. and. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to, to get the chance to, to do that before it's turned into ridiculously expensive flats.
1: People walk their dogs there all the time. They must have seen Zan. Kieran, what about you?
0: Um, I would love to do either the Hoya Batu Forest, which is also in Romania. Uh, is that where everybody we'll killed themselves? No, no, no. That's the Ayukagara. That's, that's the Ioka-Gara Forest in Japan, which is the ah, other right. one I want to go. Me, I've got a thing for forests. Uh, ah, nice. But I would love to go to... <laughs> oh, no. Don't.
5: Those must be comfortable shoes.
0: <laughs> I would love to go to either of those places. Um, yeah. But oh, that- Actually, that's true. Every time we drive yeah. past Pangoura, she absolutely shits herself. Um, <laughs> genuinely, she doesn't like it at all. Uh, and it's mainly because it every, she- every time we go past, I'm like, look, it's haunted. There's a pile <laughs> of ghosties there. She's like, stop it! Probably,
5: probably. It's just because I, cause I a, was born there, I think since I've since I was born, there's just a dark energy over the place. <laughs>
0: uh, it's, all, it's all your fault, Jim. Right, like in,
5: the, in the bathroom, I. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Raspberry says, "I'd like to go back to Bunnyman Bridge in Virginia. Only place that mm-hmm. ever made me feel physically ill, and I would love to check it out again." And the police, what they the patrolled though? It, it's, it's police totally patrols, uh, are yeah, Obviously, it's not
0: like it's not somewhere you can go free rein then. Ah, something mm. bad happened there. Bunnyman Bridge,
1: was that? No, the Bunnyman Killer it was like a guy dressed up as Donnie Darko and started mashing folk.
3: <laughs> I, I like how you just make Wait, up what? stuff. I'm gonna go. On... I'm
1: gonna go find out. No, I think that I've seen a movie that was quite related to that. I'm I'm sure. Mm. Tafferon says I'm too feared to investigate anywhere in case I find something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he. Uh, he it seems like
5: stuff. it seems like the the end goal of any paranormal group is to find. A definitive piece of evidence that just cannot be rebuked. I think I mentioned this on a a previous show is that the most frustrating thing about it now with the fact that everything we do now is digital as opposed to uh, analog or using Mm -hmm. using film. uh, um, It's much easier to mess with digital things Um, Mm -hmm. and I think we're at the point now where even when somebody does find something that is completely irrefutable, somebody Mm -hmm. will still find a way to debunk it because it's digital. And it yeah. can always be messed with um do, do do you guys think that i mean what what is the, the ultimate goal i mean what would be your your best piece of evidence that you could get in in a modern age where everything can be so tightly scrutinized um again uh, i i'll just i'll put it to I'll put it to Liam.
2: I, I think you would be you'd want to catch on on film um an apparition um yeah. but again as you say somebody would debunk it um no no doubt but I think that that's kind of what 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 you'd want I mean I actually over some of the experiences we've had more recently I seriously question whether we've got the technology at the moment to capture spirit um we did one investigation where everybody in this everybody in the room saw an order around our medium. Everybody right. in the room clicked away on their cameras. There was a couple of clients there as well. They were on their mobile phones taking photos and it, nothing appeared. Everybody in the room witnessed it. Wow. Well, Do you know?
5: I think, I think it might be, like, just what you said there, we, we might not have the technology. I think we, me personally, I think we might have possibly moved away from the technology that could have found it. Do you know, mm. I think moving away from film, might have for want of a better expression fucked it because because it, it, it digital is so easily um manipulated um mm. i think that if we hadn't moved away from film or like even like see polaroid cameras if you catch something on a polaroid you're golden bring back polaroid it, it prints i mean the it's no way, way, that, way you can still get it it's just no people use it all I, the time but. i just it probably costs more than a flare camera in fact that's what i went to ask how much was the flare because I know that those are not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Who was responsible no, for no. buying that? What poor bugger had to foot the bill? <laughs> That's
3: not why they're skint. <laughs>
2: we, we were actually gifted it. Oh, you lucky! lucky wow. yeah, we, were, we, were, we were actually gifted <laughs> it, um, which was an incredible piece of generosity from the wow. gentleman involved. Um, so yeah, superb. Sorry.
1: Sorry. I was just gonna say I've uh, just got
0: a quick answer on what the bunnyman bridge is
1: oh okay oh, go
0: ahead? Ahead. uh so it's in a place uh Colchester Road in Fairfax county um in Virginia and apparently it's an urban legend uh basically of this guy from the 1900s it was an escape mental patient a guy called Douglas Griffin um and apparently was caught in the woods eating rabbits and you know and if you're caught lingering around the bridge, uh, late at night, whatever, you get butchered by the Bunny Man, and that's that's where the, the theory of the original story came from, um, and then there's always, you know, myths and legends spiralled from the original storyline, so that was where, that was the origin story of it, anyway.
5: Uh, what's been your most disappointing investigation? Like, we've been going on, kind of, all hyped up, like, oh, I can't believe we finally got to do this, and so then it's, the just one. Been, it's just been nothing. Um I'll ask. I'll
7: ask you, Lynn. Oh, Have you no, not had one? Truly disappointed to spin it round. We were asked by Highland Council a few years ago. It was just that I think they were just hyping up their Halloween event on the, the islands Ness Islands. So they asked mm. us to go in as a team to investigate, so it would be safe for the for the public. And we but we truly didn't think we would get anything
2: but well, we did. I'll let Liam tell the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we got all sorts of activity. We actually had equipment going faulty. We had um, people seeing lights. We had mists being caught on camera. Um, K2s going off. Um, we actually used the K2 meter and asked whatever was there, right, we're going to follow you and um we, we basically put the K2 out and we followed the signal to the strongest point um and myself and the investigator that were beside me um both could smell this horrendous decay it was it was, it was absolutely horrendous it was there for a couple of seconds and it was gone the investigators behind us never smelt it we honestly thought we were going to find something de- a dead animal or something under this bush but there was absolutely nothing there yeah. um, Kev I wasn't there so it wasn't me yeah.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there when they were there.
3: <laughs> I did a lot but, of research um...
7: on the NS Islands afterwards and there has been a number of suicides there in the in the past, hundreds of years ago, they, if babies weren't wanted they were often put in the river as well. Um, and wow. then the, the mother was yeah. tracked down and taken to court, she only got a couple of months in in, in prison. Um, It wasn't seen as a big crime to, to to sort end the life of a baby, but there, Mm. so there is a lot of death associated to the the Ness Islands and that.
1: God, that's right. We've got a a few more uh, comments here as well. Um Tyferon says digital stuff it can always be photoshopped and then Raspberry says the stories change from one generation to the next and we managed to sneak in on a night when we knew the police were busy elsewhere it's not What did you do
5: to, to distract it. them then I think she's she's Mittens she's a bit uh, in crime here <laughs> she's got
1: she's got pennywise covers it says, <laughs> but, if you aren't local, but If you aren't local, it's risky because we don't like no guys from another town in here. <laughs> Tyferman says technology might not be able to detect things. You lose a lot of information when you turn things into zeros and ones. Just look at fidelity loss on CDs. Um, aye. Yeah. Uh, that's, a that's a good point, though. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. Raspberry says it does involve an ace wielding man and a bunny costume. Uh, and then she corrects that to X. Uh, nice. Polaroids on our budget. <laughs> Lol. Th- so is Raspberry part of your team? I don't know. I, I don't
0: think so. Don't think so.
1: No.
0: Must, they must be doing their own kind of thing out there. Ah, yeah.
5: Hey, Raspberry, yeah. you need to let us know. No, I I give us some to. information here. But yeah, I, 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 the thing is, like, like Polaroid, Polaroid it was all it was always expensive. Anyway, right. um, like even. Back in the day, Polaroid was probably the most expensive because it gave you that kind of instant photograph that we all know and love these days. Uh, Remember the days where you just had to send off your your disposable camera, wait for a week to find out all the photos were shite? Um, (laughs) You've
0: just uh, taken your um, thumb off the front of it. No,
5: always. I'm like, it's a ghost. And they're like, no, it's just (laughs) your
1: thumb. I'm like... (laughs) I wondered why there was a ghost at a Busted concert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, raspberry says the urban legend is pretty silly and i laughed when it was suggested we go there but as soon as we arrived i changed my tune silly bunny man aside it's a dark place something is off Eh, raspberries contact us at jibber jabber scotland (laughs) we would like to speak to you yes we would
5: Um, absolutely so have you ever been have you ever had somebody try and catch you out like just try and trick you into thinking something was haunted
0: Again, that's an everyone question.
5: Yeah, and everyone. is Anybody <laughs> jump in? Fire away. I think this is a no. <laughs> <I've> never. <laughs> no. Nah, sure.
1: <laughs> Nobody sure? Nobody's so trying to test your own. Come on, theory. Lindsay, I know. I know no. somebody's had a go.
5: Yeah. Nah, nah. Nah. Nah, no. That was guess. the last question. Yeah, You, you yeah. guys have
2: been lucky. Yeah, oh. no, no. Yeah, definitely. We've had not so much trick us. Um, I would say in most cases, it's more a case of they've had a belief um that they are um they're haunted or or you know their house is haunted or they've got an attachment or or something like that it's, it's turned out to be you know not the case um yeah. you know and sometimes they, they've become quite obsessed by it um mm-hmm. we had one gentleman who who basically huh. um was convinced he had an attachment he completely freaked himself out he was continually filming himself hit his house um where he was staying and constantly capturing orbs um on his, his camera phone while he had the torchlight on. Um and um yeah um I'll be honest this was not particularly clean. He also smoked and um, yeah don't get me started on bloody orbs put it that way <laughs> oh, no. yeah Damn. that that one was that was a really challenging case because that's actually the only case i've ever done where the client basically refused to believe what we were telling them mm-hmm. um we hadn't found anything
5: how do you deal with that Like how, how do you just well listen man it, it just isn't it that's it it's no haunted
2: all, all we can say we basically all we can say is that basically on the evidence that we have you know captured or not captured um or what we've been able to debunk because we'll always debunk if we can we mm-hmm. don't believe that, that, that there is anything here that certainly mm-hmm. that we, we can detect um if you've still got concerns we we can we can revisit which we've done on the odd occasion or reach out to another team um, and and mm-hmm. see if they have any better luck. I mean, you can never. I suppose you can't go and say for certain one hundred percent that somewhere just because you don't get any activity, that place isn't isn't haunted. But when the person is producing the evidence, and you can debunk that evidence, mm-hmm. that's a pretty strong argument to say, look, I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. what's being put in front of you, or what we've not captured on the night. We don't believe you know that you're And with him that was the case you know we could debunk quite simply his 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 videos um very easily so so he he
5: wasn't deliberately trying to deceive you it was just uh, it it was just kind of unaware of the fact that what he was doing was contributing to the evidence that he thought he was getting yeah
2: yeah the only Mm -hmm. time i would say that i suppose we were uh, attempted to be deceived we were was was a pub whereby actually the person who contacted us with this photograph of this transparent man um basically she'd she had an event at this pub she'd given us the picture to look at she told the pub about it and the pub immediately thought publicity and i'm starting to get mm-hmm. phone calls from newspapers and, and whatnot um we went to the pub we asked to see their cctv they said no we don't have any and we're like "Mm, okay you've got camera (laughs) Um, we we agreed to do an investigation um meanwhile we, we started doing experiments ourselves and um we pretty quickly managed to to come up with a transparent figure ourselves um with a long exposure which we actually were sure was what the was the problem, but the pub themselves yeah. actually produced a couple who told us this is our father, he's dead. He used to drink in the pub. Mm. And um we're like, okay. They then so they eventually they they I think it was the Sunday Mail or something that the picture appeared in. And at that point Somebody came forward and says, That's my bloody husband. Yes, he was in the pub in that day. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> so oh, yeah, can that, you imagine,
2: that, yeah. imagine
5: being in their house that night? That paper came out, they're just like, oh, Let's have a wee flick through. Ah, shite.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy had basically walked into the shop, realized he was in shop, walked straight back out of it, but because it was on a long exposure, mm-hmm. he appeared transparent. Um, Said so we'd we'd already done our experiments and I'd already managed to produce myself as a transparent figure um, by walking in and out of a shop. So we yeah. knew it could be done. I did but, yeah. I did it once yeah. as well.
5: messing yeah. about with my first digital camera and then mm-hmm. I, I managed to take a picture of myself sitting next to myself on the couch. It's mm-hmm. it's not it's not difficult to 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 fake these sort of things. Um, nah. To make it look like that, nice. Nah.
1: Yeah, we have another comment here from Angela Parkinson. Could potentially be spirits visiting rather than residing there? I mean, I suppose that's true. I mean, I, I, I don't know.
5: I don't know if it's true, Like, but I would imagine like ghosts. Well, I suppose even spirits might food. want to go to the pub every now and again. You got a break for this castle life. I'm only really doing the boozer.
1: <laughs> we'll take uh, the final question here from C. Matthewman, the man himself. He says, are there any signs an average person can look for that shows spirit could be near...
0: Ooh. That's a good question. Mm. We'll,
3: we'll go to I think Lindsay wanted to take that one. Oh, Lindsay, <laughs> yeah,
4: um, I think it's different for different people. Um, sometimes you might feel cold. So for me, if it's a child or a dog spirit, um, I'll be cold below the knees. Um, mm. I also get, and this is disgusting, but really smelly, sweaty. Um, and I don't normally get that, but, you know, it's just really quite, and it's probably an adrenaline thing. Um, you might get um, the hair on your arms sticking up. Um, sometimes you just feel that something's there. Um, another sort of tell could be something like ringing in your ears or like hearing a heartbeat. Um, mm. So that's that's what I kind of get physical. Right. Um, but, you know, others may have, have different things to add to that as well. Um,
1: yeah.
5: I oh, like I like the idea of that. you say, "Oh, this this place is really haunted"? By the way, because I'm fucking reeking the it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's freezing.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, any other guys have anything physical that happens when you are visited by the others? The others, I I would say, um,
2: smells. Um, a lot of people yeah. report, um. Familiar smells of people that have passed over. Maybe a perfume, aftershave, particular cigarette brand. Um, that's reported by a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've seen it. I used to have this pal and his mum, her dad died.
3: And she has a big grandfather clock.
1: And she took a picture of the clock one day because she was quite mad about this clock. right? She thought it was cool. She took a picture of it. And in the clock, she showed me this picture. And she's like, look, that's my dad. Like, he was already de- de- dead at this point. And it did look like a dude wearing, like, a, an army uniform. And and that's kind of how she remembers him as, like, a soldier, right? Eh? Because that was quite a big part of who he was. And I remember seeing that picture and being like, that's mental. I mean, she could have had it photoshopped or whatever and just wind me up. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> to think that, that pictures can capture these yeah. kind of, you know. But I think if, the thing you're, is, is, it,
0: is if you are you know you're willing to believe you're more likely to accept a picture
2: whereas Mm -hmm. if
0: you're looking to debunk something if you're looking for you know to disprove something if somebody shows you something you're automatically going to try and find a logical answer that suits your method of debunking it so Mm -hmm. you know any you know it's exactly what you are saying any technology can be ruined but just because somebody's potentially could have tampered with it didn't mean they have yeah.
5: yeah of course think, says that. I though. think that's that's the quandary that we're in now is that I think yeah. somebody's going to catch the definitive proof at some point and it's just going to get debunked even though it's real. And that's yeah, yeah. it's a, it's an absolute shame.
1: That's what Matthewman's saying. There, he's saying technology has ruined any potential proof that may be real. I can shop anything into a photo. Oh, he really can. He really I can. Really the want... Guys, incredible. <laughs> yeah, he says I really want to believe in this stuff, but doubtful I'd ever see anything from anybody else's that wouldn't convince me.
5: I, I think personal experience. I think personal experience is the only thing that's going to convince anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. about the, the unfortunate thing about personal experience is that it doesn't it doesn't equate to evidence, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. It's just, well, I think it's, it's always going to be an individual thing. It's, it's not, not before, be, yeah,
0: well, that's it. Yeah.
7: yeah. Before we
5: wrap
3: this sh- I
7: kind of think that, say, the story that you could witness a crime, you'll stand up in court, swear in the Bible that you saw that, but come to say you've seen a ghost, which I have at the bottom of my and yeah. um, yeah. people
3: won't believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. That's
5: a mad one, um, I, th- I think that. Is it, I think we we are the we are the best instrument for finding um, yeah. these things. I, I think there's a, th- there's a there's a almost kind of inherent not ability. What, what 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 would the word be?
0: Sixth I don't sense. know. I th- I think I, I, th- I think instinct. that
5: yeah. There's there's instinct. There's the I hate to use the 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 words, but like a sixth sense that mm. something something is a bit weird that's going on around you and there's no way to document it. There's no way to take a photograph of it. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's, it just means it's always going to be in the realm of interpretation and it's,
0: it's a bit is, of a bugger. It's a bit the, of a bugger. But the thing is, those that scenario you say about the sixth sense, you can prove that. You can mm-hmm. prove that to somebody by getting them to... like. You always get that feeling that you know you're being watched, right? You don't know how you know it, but you know somebody's mm. looking at you. They can be 30, 40 metres away, but they know Mm-hmm. And you can prove that something like okay, I tell you what, stare at that person over there, and in about thirty seconds they'll turn and look at you because they can feel you looking at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as much as you can't, you can't physically quantify it, but you can you can prove it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's that whole feeling. From behind you, not. Um, so, before we wrap up the show, I would say to you guys that we'd like to join you at some point on one of your investigations. Um, we have a full camera, like we have a, a full film crew, 4K cameras, audio equipment, a lot. Not it's probably not as cool as the audio equipment that you guys have. Nope. But uh, <laughs> If, if you'll let us know when you're next doing something really cool, uh, or we'll keep an eye on the website, which is the uh, Highland, www.highlandparanormal.org. We'll make sure to come along one day with our cameras and see if we can catch something together and we can come back on Absolutely. and talk about an experience because it's something we're definitely interested in experiencing. Yeah. We might come mm-hmm. along and just be like, the, the craziest thing we see all night is J mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but it's definitely something if, if you'll have us that we'd love to come and experience. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. a lot going on. So that'd be a great. We, we, yeah, yeah, we, we do. Love
3: yeah.
5: We, we, we do like to have, like on the podcast, we do like to, to have, have a laugh and keep things jovial, but um, when obviously if we were coming along to this thing, it, it's we're we're not, we'll be different people, <laughs> uh, that kind of thing. I know um...
4: you say that though, what we find is that actually a lot of the best evidence comes when you're having a laugh.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll not, be fine, then, don't You know you when know. you're not
4: focused in, when you're not being serious. You yeah. know if somebody farts or something like that, and everybody <laughs> gets um, giggles. That is you know, so him. and and that is actually when something will happen because you, what what happens is spirit feed off energy. So yeah. the more energy you give to them, the more energy they can use. Yeah. So if you'd all said <laughs> dead serious and boring, then, you know, it doesn't always happen, whereas if you're having a bit of a laugh, then you'll get some of your best stuff. Yeah. You right. know,
1: J-Mac we'll bring, is going we'll to come the
4: we'll bring He's going to come with a lot of energy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <on.
3: laughs>
1: it's, it's been brilliant having you guys on. Yeah, Thank it's you been again a pleasure. so much. And our audience has clearly enjoyed it. So make sure everyone that's watching tonight and listening to us on Spotify to go and check these guys out at highlandparanormal.org And you can get involved in their investigations, hopefully. Do you guys do any shows, any live streams?
2: We do live streams on Facebook. Um, You can get us on, well, via the website, but we're Highland Ghosts on Facebook. Um, So we we do some live stuff from time to time on there. I I did have
5: one. I I meant to ask this question way earlier on the show, just before we go. Sorry, I I know it's late and it's Sunday. Um, But uh, how many people do you take on an event? Like, what's the maximum number of people you would allow to have an an event? Um, I know that you've got your core team, but you do these these events. Um,
7: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Darn's the biggest with about
5: fifteen in each
7: group. So that's the biggest. That's a fair size. <laughs> a, it depends on the size of the place
5: as well. Right. Okay. Um, And uh, just a lead on for that. Uh, sorry, I know it meant to be wrapping up. I, I totally meant to ask us earlier on. Um, But what's? do you have concerns about having so many people in one place at one time? Um, And, and how do you control it?
2: well we split we split up so I mean as we say Dern darn house being an example they do their paranormal evening that's an evening that's aimed at 30 people but we would never take 30 people around in one group so we we take a a group of 15 we split them into two as Lynn says um but yeah we try to keep the groups manageable most events to be honest we normally take about a maximum of 20 people and again we're always splitting up into groups but as lynn says it depends on the size of the building or the location you're at on how many you take but yeah you need to keep the numbers down because if not um really you, you're not going to get the experience yeah.
5: yeah and one one last one it just leads on for the same thing one last one what's been your the worst uh member of the public that you've had on one of these
2: events I'll let um, on that. <laughs> <laughs> um we had a gentleman who came on an event who thought it was a ghost walk that was going to finish in a pub um he was (laughs) obnoxious from the moment he arrived until the moment that he left he was um basically the it was the most dysfunctional family I would ever seen they, they were quite happy to slag each other off in, in public and um oh. you know air their their dirty laundry it was it was absolutely horrific um nice. and in hindsight I should have told them I don't care how much money you've paid um you're out um, <laughs> yeah but yeah that, that, that's 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 the worst um we've had drunk people um mm. Some of the events because we we normally it's not our event, but you know, we're there to do the paranormal part of mm-hmm. it. Um, it. It doesn't mix, spirits and, and, and real spirits don't mix, so um, <laughs> never mix uh, your all spirits. Really That's <laughs> <all we're doing.
1: laughs> so, there's more chances to see a spirit, I believe, if you're fancy spirits yeah. and becoming one. Eh? <laughs> <So> I'm seeing <laughs> <Yeah>. three you.
3: <laughs> Brilliant.
5: Anything else, J-Mac? No, that's me. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, here, the floor is yours, J-Mac. The
1: floor is yours. Uh, uh
5: To do what? I'm done.
1: <laughs> I'm, not, I'm uh, done. It was, it was check our stuff out at jibberjabberstore.co.uk no, where true, Heather is definitely not messaging me going plug the merch, plug the merch, plug the merch. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can buy cool t-shirts that Heather's dying to make for everyone. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, so, so if you like all that cool stuff, by all means, go that. And if you guys are looking for a good merch lady, Give us a shout because uh, we got yeah. a good woman that could uh, definitely do all your stuff cheaper. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: and on that note, thanks again, guys. It's been a blast having you guys on, and we'll do this again sometime soon. And we'll definitely we'll definitely come and check out one of
5: your events. Yeah, let's do something. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for having Take us. Take it nice. easy, guys. Awesome. Yes, awesome.
3: Thanks again.
0: Cheers. 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 Thanks. Bye. you. Later, Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. Paranormal Pattern with Kev, j and Kieran in association with Jibber Jabber Podcast You can watch future episodes live on Facebook Live and on YouTube You can also catch up on our previous episodes on Apple Podcast, Audible, Spotify and any available podcast database Don't forget to check out our website at www.jibberjabberpodcast.com Good night and sleep tight